Hi there, I'm Susan Caruso, the founder and director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida, and you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge Podcast, where we talk about being with children. And my name is Lindsay Mills. I'm the co-creator of our Sunflower Bridge program. Take a breath and smile with us. Hmm. Hmm. And we're going to talk about a time when there may not be so many smiles. We're going to talk about separation. You know, how do you separate from your child when you're going out for the night um, on an important solo or partner date, um, when you need to drop them off at school, um, all the many times that that you are going to have to separate. So we're going to talk about separation. And at Sunflower, we really do this differently. There's a huge reason why we do it differently, and that's because we want our children to trust us. We want them to um, to know that we're going to say say what we mean and do what we say, mm. um, and um, and it's really an important thing because those first separations really set the tone for all the other ones mm. and can can go well. Or, or not so well. And of course, everybody's child is a, a unique individual. And and you are each unique individuals as parents in the way you approach it. You have your own history of how separations were for you. And yes. so it's a, it's a very important thing um, to try to, to get right. And that's what we do. We don't always succeed. Um, but it's it's something that we that we've thought about a lot and continue to evaluate and think about more, and um, and it's something that we all have to do. We all have to say goodbye at some point. Yes, yeah, you mm-hmm. have to say goodbye. So how we do that is is again really important. And so the things that we don't do is we don't distract. We don't tell little lies to children. Um, we don't ignore their feelings. We don't apologize and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so, you know, oh, I'm, you know, and as, as a parent, you know, the same thing, you know, you're, you're going to, you know, it's going to bubble up that, you know, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have to go to work, you know, but you have to go to work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it's really important to be calm and focused and allowing. So the things that we do do. Is, is to really allow them to express their feelings and, and validate and own their feelings, mm-hmm. um, even though they might be really strong. And that's one of the hardest things about saying goodbye because it's so uncomfortable for your child to be distressed or for your child to see you distressed because it's hard for you to say goodbye. Yeah. So um, we really listen. We accept and acknowledge those feelings, even when they're really big. Um, we give them the time to blow through their feelings. We don't hush them or, you know, try to distract them or all the things that I said before. Or redirect them to right. another activity. I, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we look for clues about how they can help themselves feel better or where they are in the process of processing this. Oh my gosh, my, my people just left me. Um, and, uh, so you, you observe and you ask questions. So, um, 
I want to give you, I want to tell a story about, you know, a separation that was recently. And, and to me, it's one of the most interesting and wonderful things, because when you get it right, you're allowing a child to process that and to have the the confidence and the understanding within themselves, which none of us can give them to them. They have to, it has, they have to come to it within themselves mm-hmm. that their, their parent is going and that their parent will come back. Yes. And so this Healthy story, attachment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You pat yourself on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they're, when they're, when you really need to, to leave and, um, when they're developmentally ready and you're developmentally ready, <laughs> which is sometimes takes longer, um, it's a healthy thing to do. And it's a, it's one of those kinds of milestones in their lives that, um, that they will draw back on every time. Mm -hmm. And so we work hard to do the best that we can. Yes. And I believe the example that you're going to give us is a a child who, uh, he and his mother went through our little seedlings program together. And that is for two year olds, uh, going into three who are preparing to go to pre-K at where they are dropped off. But it's their first time separating in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. So this this boy had some early practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in all of our programs, we'd use the same, the same um, procedure, the same attitude toward separation. So he did, you know, his mother was with him for the first eight weeks of the program, much more, and it's a gradual separation. Um, for some children... You know, coming to Sunflower might be the first time they're ever separating from their parents. Or for others, they may have had many, many separations from daycare to pre-K to kindergarten at other places that might not have used the same kind of a method. So they're bringing that along with them, too. So this little guy had experience with separating. So it wasn't his the first time that he separated from his mom. So the really amazing and interesting thing is that he had some really good tools and and unique to him um but you know your child's your child may have similar similar tools or their own uh coping tools for separation so this is a little guy and you know he started at camp and um there were other teachers that were taking care of him and neither one of them was available on a certain day Mm. I was there early enough, so it was my job to help him with the separation. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I did, and I'm going to kind of give you a blow-by-blow blow so you can see how we do it and how you might be able to take little pieces of this in your own um, in your own uh, separation, you know, attitude and how, how, you, how you follow through on that. Um, so the first thing I did was on the way to being with him and his mom, I just quickly asked the teacher, how does he, how does he like to do this? So what, you know, where does he need to be in order to do this? And a teacher said, he likes to sit with his mom in the green chair and look out the window and wave by. So I just had that much information. And, um, so I went in with his, with his, and his, his mom, well, I walked in with them and I said, do you want to sit in the green chair? And he's, I want to sit in the green chair. I want to sit in the green chair. Mommy, come, we're going to sit in the green chair. He's crying because he doesn't want to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not hysterical or anything. He can talk and he's sitting there and he's talking with her and he, and what I heard was, 
um, he was narrating his experience in the moment. You know, mm-hmm. he was like a sportscaster. Here, here we are. He says, I'm, I'm the green chair. Now I'm in the green chair. I'm, you know, mommy's, mommy t- took me in her black car. Daddy's going to come in the white car. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and, and stand. I'm going to wave to mommy. Mommy's going to go to work. I have to say bye-bye, mommy. Bye-bye, white. Bye-bye, black car. Daddy's going to come and get me. So he's literally talking like that, which is amazing for a really brand new three-year-old. Totally. Um, but he did learn that whole process as, you know, in a previous, in the, in the little seedling situation. So I could pick up on that. And of course the three of us, mom, child, and I were like, okay, pretty soon he's going to have to say goodbye. So I said something like, um, okay, you know, yeah, mommy's going to drive off in her car because she needs to get to work. And, you know, give her a big hug. Bye-bye, Mommy. You know, and so he he says that. He does that. And then he really falls apart. Yeah. And his body <laughs> is flailing. So I'm holding him. I'm supporting him, just holding on to his body. And and in my mind, I'm thinking, ooh, I'm going to have to, he's going to try to run after her. I'm going to have to help and, and, and all of that. And so Mom was very good. Mom said, Okay, I mean, she didn't say okay. She said, "Daddy will pick you up after a while." Bye, you know, and bye, Lucas. I love you, and walked out. Mm-hmm. She didn't say, "Daddy's going to pick you up in a while." Okay, you're going to be all right. Okay, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to have so much fun. You know, remember, you know, Sam is here. He's your best buddy. You're going to have such a good time. You know, I'm sure. You know, didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. So her affect was, "I know my kid's going to be fine." She just says. I'm going to work. Bye. Love you. And leaves. Yeah. And so I've got my arms on, on my hands on his little chest. And he's little, literally going, ah! <laughs> oh, and flailing around for four seconds. Oh. Literally. Four, One. Three, yeah. Two, one. one. And then he stood up and he looked at me and he said, what are we going to do now? I waved to mommy. I waved to mommy at the window. And then he's waving and he's saying, daddy's going to pick me up in his white, in the white car. Daddy going to pick me up. And, uh, and mommy at work. Mommy at work. Mom, bye-bye, mommy. Bye-bye, mommy. And then he looked at me and said, what are we going to do now? <laughs> what are we going to do now? He was 100% fine. The, after that four seconds, oh, so it. he needed to mm-hmm. download that emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, he blah, blew it out. I didn't. Physically. I didn't. Yeah, physically. Mm-hmm. And he needed. He needed to 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 have that release because he loves his mom. Yeah. I didn't have to say anything, or you know, I didn't have to say, "Oh, it's so hard to say goodbye to your mom," because people had been saying that. He already learned that at Little Seedlings, and so it was just blow out the emotion. And then get on with it. Mm-hmm. And he was 100% fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and the thing, you know, I really hate the idea of redirection and distraction because it took four minutes and he had that full body release, which we know now from research, that is really important. Yes. And kids are really good at it. Um, and then he was done and then he went off to play. Um, so there's lots to be learned from this example Mm -hmm. and that's, that's when we get it really right. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking too, uh, when you were describing the, the part about her leaving and the affect she used that, uh, as usual, a neutral tone 
is the best. And um, it, what is implied by your tone is really something that as adults, I think a lot of times we overlook because there's there's so much um, fibbing that happens in an adult day, just navigating different social situations, different work situations, where you are managing your feelings um, to to remain appropriate in various settings. In the adult world. Yes, yes. in the adult world. Um, but these children uh, don't have to do that yet. I mean, I wish we didn't either, mm-hmm. um, but uh, because that is something that we learn as we grow, um, I I am glad that we have found this early, early means of um, calling out that if you're dishonest in those moments and if you are pleading with them and saying, I wish I didn't have to go to work, I wish I could stay with you all day, that is might not actually be how you really feel. And you don't want to uh, subconsciously give your child the idea that you hate your job or that you don't want to go or that you, that you wish you could be with them every second, that those are not really, um, true statements. Anyhow, it's just the placating that we want to do in the moment, because of course it is very heart wrenching to, uh, for any parent to witness their child in distress and walk away. <laughs> yeah, it's a really hard thing, and mm-hmm. you you got to really hand it to the parents. Um, but they're they're uh, it's it's absolutely what your, their child needs to grow and to hold those two things. Those those what is it called? Cognitive dissonance. Yes, uh-huh. you know, I really want to be here and play, but I'm really going to miss my mom. And how do you deal with that? And I think that. This, you know, so this is an early example of how you do deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and children so much of the time will, when they're in that separation process, uh, I remember a child being dropped off and, you know, the process went really great. And, um, and then, you know, maybe an hour later, the child ran up to a teacher and said, I want my mommy. And so... <laughs> And said it pretty much like that. I want my mommy. And so the teacher said, oh, you want your mommy? And then the kid left. Now, (laughs) you know, as as most adults would say, oh, you want your mommy. Oh, should I call her? Should I do anything? Oh, do you need a, oh, you miss your mommy. Mm -hmm. You know, but she, she just said it the way he did. Mm -hmm. And, and he ran off to play. He just needed to let someone know. Gee, I miss my mommy. And so it's almost like saying, I miss my mommy, but hey, I'm having a great time here and I'm handling it. Yes. I I know how to do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool, actually. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of a time from my own childhood um, where my mom had done a really great job of preparing me for, uh, for the separation, I would say. And... It was hard for me because I loved being with my mom. And, uh, and so when I went to pre-K, there was we, I would spend the morning there, and then she would pick me up before nap time. Mm-hmm. And I would have my nap at home. <laughs> and uh, th- this was sacred to me. <laughs> and so one day she was a little late coming from work, 
And so nap time was beginning and my teachers put a mat on the floor for me and I just lost it. I was (laughs) very, very mad that I was being told that I needed to lay down on the mat in the classroom because that was not my routine. That is not the plan. (laughs) Yeah, that is not what I do. Uh, Let me inform you. Um, Please let me me set you aright. This is not (laughs) what Lindsay does. Um, So they, of course, just, you know, did the best they could to let me know, like, she'll be here soon, whatever it was that they said. But uh, I lived by my routine and it's it's very interesting how common that is to see that the first week or so a child might struggle with the separation but once you experience the routine a few times it settles in and and you build that trust where you say I know you're going to miss me. It's going to be hard for me to be away, but I got to go to work. Love you. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And daddy's coming to pick you up. Uh, whatever the the message is, they they hear you say it and they might not believe you the first couple days because this is so new. They don't know if they can trust you to come back. They they don't want to sleep at school. But then they they do get picked up. You do come back. And and so the memory serves them down the line. Yeah, yeah. And so it is, you get messages from all the different kinds of adults in your life. Um, and so teachers can just in their exhaustion or they're like, I look, I need my, you need to lie down because the nap people are coming in. I'm going to lunch. I'm <laughs> yes. starving, yes. you know. And so that has an impact on, on the children. So mm-hmm. how you go about it really does have an impact. And um, so we really try to have, um, you know, never, ever, ever have parents sneak out or right. or um, or say, I'm just going to be gone for a couple of minutes. Unless it's for real, it has to be a real thing because kids can see through anything that's a lie or anything that's, that's a wiggly truth. Mm-hmm. And um, so they are not going to feel comfortable and it's going to be, it's not going to be okay. And I, of course, we don't mean this in uh, the clinical sense, but it is traumatizing. It's it's it creates a, a, a negative thought pattern in a child when they experience these moments of uh, of being tricked, of like a, a child being told, "Oh, I'll be right back," and then their their parent goes to work. And mm-hmm. leaves them at school. Or sneaking and sneaking away is probably one of the mm-hmm. most devastating things that can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, especially after you've been building trust, building trust, and then it really it, it just is is so detrimental to the parent and to the to that trust that you've been building. Yeah. So it's not easy. It's really hard for parents. It's hard for us too to see kids struggling with that separation Mm -hmm. but when you do when you stay with them it's easier for us as non-parents but people that really care and love their children um to hang in there with the emotion let them download and like i said you know literally four seconds Mm -hmm. move into into that competence into that resilience into that confidence i'm okay Uh you don't have to tell them they they feel it for themselves 
definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, just a little bit more. The, you know, so that trauma, you know, so we've done this f- for all of the 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know, we probably improved the way we do this in the first 10 years, but we've gotten really good at it. And um, so we have, you know, especially in camp, we have kids from all different situations come. And I remember there were there were there was a child who came and had the parent was super frustrated about why she couldn't just, you know, go in when you're going. Well, I drop you off at school all the time, and you're fine. And the nanny drops you off, and you know, and you're fine. Why are you being like this? And um, and the child was really upset, mm-hmm. you know, really cried. And what I think was happening was she had this build up, you know, um, difficulty with separation um, that she wasn't ready for and never got to express those feelings. So I was with her and uh, and provided I provided a safe space for her to feel that even if it was retroactive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so spent some time with her. It took some weeks. Uh huh. Um, wow. But we would walk outside. We would walk, and and I would, you know, say, I, "Yeah, I know. I can hear it. You wish your mom could just turn right around and stay right here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to say goodbye." Um, and it took some time, but then there was a point where it was really beautiful. I wish I had it recorded because there was one day where she started out, and then. All of a sudden, she was okay. She felt within herself, I'm okay. She let go of my hand, mm. and she was off. Mm. And she never did that again. Wow. And she came back to camp as, as you know, for two more years, probably. That's real resolution, yeah. you know? Not letting something just hang out in your body or out in the ether just to come up again later because obviously it it needed to it ne- it would come up again and again mm-hmm. until it was dealt with and it might even be that the separation in, in her other other places was just that distraction that that um you know redirecting you know oh look 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 at the birdie you know oh yeah and, and so just kind of stuffing mm-hmm. it there and not with ill intent on the on the of teacher's part of the mm-hmm. or the grandparents part or anything like that but um you can really see that and we know so much more about that body mind connection now and what and and so much more about emotions mm-hmm. so um that's the way we do things at sunflower we always love to honor children with the truth. They are so capable and so wise beyond what we imagine at times that we actually can trust them with the truth. Well said. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks for listening today. To share your thoughts, feelings, or stories about being with children... You can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions.